Welcome to the Sidetrack Legacies podcast number 119. Today we're talking about poetic license. There's this great quote by Tennessee Williams and it goes like this. Memory takes a lot of poetic license. It omits some details. Others are exaggerated according to the emotional value of the article it touches. For memory is seated predominantly in the heart. Well, today Judy and I talk about sharing our legacy writing by telling our stories. We use poetic license to share in a way that, well, feels true and elevates the story in a way that makes it interesting to tell and causes our readers to want to learn more. Not that our storytelling is in any way artificial and false, but we want to write about our memories in a way that helps us reflect on the experience and draws our readers in. Now, we get into how our writing has a connection with meditation too, and we're able to get into a deeper place and quiet our monkey mind when we put our pen to the paper and remember. Welcome, this is the Sidetracked Legacies Podcast. And I'm your host, Lisa Hoffman. Do you have ideas and thoughts that you'd like to share with your children or grandchildren? Have you learned some life lessons that might help others? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you need to get it down on paper. The world needs your stories, values, wisdom. We call this legacy work. The Sidetrack sisters have been getting together to write for years, and the topic that we most enjoy writing about is ourselves, who we are, what we've done, and what we believe. Now, we want to extend the invitation for others to join us. So, grab a notebook, journal, or laptop, and listen in while the Sidetrack sisters share thoughts and tips on how to uncover, communicate, and preserve your stories. So one more quick thing before we dive into today's episode. Please rate and review the Sidetrack Legacies podcast because it will help others find us. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to be notified whenever we have a new episode. And now, here we go. Well, hi, Judy. Lisa, it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood, except it's (laughs) gloomy and awful and raining and it thundered all night. It did again. I mean, it is grimy out there. And um, so I guess, what is it? Today is April 1st. So April is um, nature, April is nature's April Fool's Day. Yes. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I was trying to say. (laughs) That took two of us, but you got it out. (laughs) Well, hi, Judy. So today we are um, we're done with the five C's of legacy writing, and now we're starting into a new series about storytelling. And today we're starting out with um, it's it's kind of a smorgasbord starting us off on our storytelling journey here. But um, we were talking about how sometimes legacy writing um, is kind of off-putting or kind of seems kind of scary for lots of people. You brought that so up and heavy. I thought that was really important. Why don't you tell us what, what you mean by that? Well, what I was saying is sometimes the way you remember something can be, as you said, kind of heavy, kind of actually to somebody else, kind of boring. So, you know, sometimes it's nice to 
to tell the story. People love to hear stories. They don't necessarily want to hear just your black and white experience. They want some color. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is that you, kind? How do you add color? What do you mean by that? Well, by adding color, I mean, sometimes you can add a little poetic license. You can, you can make it a little more interesting. I don't mean make it up. I just mean take that same situation and maybe pay attention to another part of it or, or something that would be more interesting to the reader or to the listener um, so that your story doesn't fall flat, but it, it has some it has some depth to it. It has some um, uh, some. So, OK, so we were talking briefly a few minutes ago about. Um, one of our latest writing, and it's a story about getting lost. Mm -hmm. And all of us try to write different getting lost stories. Right. Um, it's easy in our family. Mm -hmm. And um, but we were all present on the day and the event that you wrote about, which was yes. getting lost to a family trip up in northern Wisconsin when we got lost in the Nicolay State Forest. Going to Eagle River to a cottage. Exactly. And so what was interesting about that is, you know, your take on the story was different from mom's take on the story to begin right. with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was debating with you some of the intricacies of the experience. And you were like, hey, this is my story. Hands off. <laughs> yeah, I remember it like I remember it. And mm -hmm. I tell it like I tell it. And if a phrase sounds better this way, so be it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now, but... Were you using poetic license when you told that story? I think so. I How think do you mean? so. How do you mean? I'm not sure I can define it. I mean, I, okay, the example of bursting out of the woods. Yes. Okay. You just shared with me that you were walking on a road. You weren't in the woods. Well, my picture of it, because I wasn't with you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was all of a sudden out of the darkness came you and Michelle and Annie and and you were the dog. you were yeah Annie the dog and you were kind of you were kind of hyperventilating and saying we almost got hit by a moose or a caribou or I said a moose run Lisa. over yeah run over <laughs> and um, my picture in my mind was that you were bursting out of the woods in the Nicolay forest well that wasn't exactly what it was but it made it a little more exciting to me <laughs> well and it, what's what was so fascinating when I read that was like bursting out of the woods we were walking down the road we michelle and i were not not on anywhere i mean we were not going to get off that road and get lost i mean <laughs> that was the furthest thing from our mind so when you said bursting out of the woods is like oh that's interesting but you know that was your story you're sticking to it that's what has been published that is exactly the way you wrote it well you didn't so. correct me when i read it back to you guys over dinner so i figured it had to be semi-accurate you know you didn't you didn't edit that into it after our dinner mm, yes i did actually yes i did you're right because mm -hmm. we i think i would have for, corrected you on that because we like, only just... write for 15 minutes and so mm -hmm. i didn't have the ending that. i didn't have the story about the drunken people the drunken guys pulling up next to the van. You're the right. Car, I had drunken teenagers that mother said we were stranded. 
We were lost <laughs> and out of gas. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so if you want to come back and abduct us or do mean things, great. We'll still be here. Yeah. We'll be here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when they said, well, we'll go on ahead and send someone back. I went, oh my God, we dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all jumped on Sandy and proceeded to lecture her about keeping us safe. Right. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. So what you're saying is really the poetic license, what you're talking about is when you have a story, Mm -hmm. Get it down as you remember it. And right. if it's not quite accurate, just consider poetic license. So me and Mich or Michelle and I walking out, bursting out of the woods is your poetic license. And guess what? I'm not going to bust you about it. It's fine. It really doesn't matter. It made your well, story sound. If I had to write it exciting. again, I would have to say you burst out of the darkness because you did. Yes. You know, okay. and I would and agree you, with that. Yes. Yeah. And you were shook up. And I just pictured that you were coming from something dense because <laughs> you were having trouble finding your way. And I never would have thought you were on a road. Isn't that interesting? We never crazy. talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, we've talked about poetic license. Now, the other the, the direction I thought we were going in here was, you know, <laughs> when we write about legacy, one of the things that you and I had talked about is, you know, sometimes creating legacy is sounds really highfalutin to lots of people. It sounds like really important and really deep and profound. And really what we're doing is we're just telling our stories. Right. And I think, I hope that really frees freeze it up for lots of people because this isn't deep and you have to make sure that you you get the kernel of truth in every piece of writing that you have because mm -hmm. this is your one and only opportunity to leave a legacy mm -hmm. yeah i think people can look at it a little heavy they can uh, you know we have a blast doing it we have tons <laughs> of fun and you know i think we write i would say 95 percent accurately and the other 5%, eh, my, my, I saw it differently than you saw it, than Sandy saw it, than Michelle saw it. Yep. But I don't think that really matters. What matters is the kernel of, of, of story that goes through what we're telling. And, and our purpose in that is that our, our friends, our heirs, people who would read this, get to know us a little bit better. They get to know something about us and they can some things like several of the comments on um sandy's writing the day before from her friend said oh i've had days like that or you know kind of thing and, and like uh, one, one of her friends said you and this key thing what is it with you losing keys and you know so it's it was kind of fun it gives you a relating point with with people yeah. And something that everybody can say, yep, I've been there. That's happened to me. And mm -hmm. only Sandy is like getting lost on steroids. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, she she had so many stories to pick from that she barely knew where to begin. So mm -hmm. we really had to rein her in because otherwise she would have been writing for a week. Yeah. Forever. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, she likes to live life spontaneously. That's a big she word. She doesn't for her. like to plan. She doesn't mm -hmm. like, she likes to call you up and say, okay, let's go. We're leaving. I don't, and I'll say, where are we going? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, when you do it has that, has its drawbacks. 
It does. And sometimes it turns out great. And sometimes it's really not great. So, you know, not telling anybody. Especially when you happen to be the one who's waiting to be picked up because you have another event to go to. Exactly. As in Sandy's writing. writing, Yes. It's pretty funny. So that that getting lost was actually, I think, one of our... um, I wrote That's 900 silly. words and I usually write like 300. So, I mean, it really, um, Hit a it nerve. really sparked a nerve for me to, you know, get some mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. things out. And Sandy said to me, boy, you made me sound like a bozo. And I said, oh, yeah. Well, you might want to think about that. <laughs> so I don't go anywhere with Sandy anymore without a map. No. And I know maps are old fashioned because everybody has a Garmin or a GPS or whatever. Our but phone? mine never works. Mine never works out in you the country. You don't have like uh, Google Maps or something on your phone? Yeah, but I don't also always have a good signal. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay, that makes sense. Beside the beside the point. Okay. Well, the other thing that I wanted to talk about with storytelling is how storytelling really um, helps us. Um, both in the positive sense and the negative sense, to really kind of examine our lives and reflect upon things that we've done, things that we've said, things that we're places we've been, and kind of think about if that's something that we want to continue to experience and have in our lives mm-hmm, or not mm-hmm. so much. Well, exactly. I I remember reading a really good article one time that was named "Why Do I Keep Making the Same Dumb Mistakes." Hmm. And it was it was very insightful. I have no idea if you could look it up on Google or whatever, but it's kind of like that when you read something and you say, "Ooh, I don't want to do that again," or you think, "Wow, that was really cool. That was fun," you know. And <laughs> and most of these things we laugh about them after the fact, so they can't be too horribly um, negative, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we use them. They make good stories. <laughs> well, you know, I've actually read a travel, I don't know if it's a travel blogger or a travel writer or something like that, but they said, um, I think it was a man. So he said, um, he purposefully will kind of step out of his comfort zone and do things where there's a good possibility of getting lost or, you know, having a problem because, because he's a writer, it provides a natural opportunity to have a gives good story. Him, gives him material. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, we both have read this sto- the book by Matthew Dix about storytelling. And he actually, in his book, goes into, he'll tell the right story. Here. And Matthew then Dix, story, story worthy. worthy. He's a yep. great, great go, writer. And, love yeah. it. Love this love book. It. Yep. He, we he actually goes- interviewed him. Um, last season about his newest book. Um, his newest book is Some Days Today. Today. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all of us have said, oh, I'll do that someday. Uh, maybe someday I'll do that. You know, yeah, I'd like to write a book someday. And his book is very insightful. It's basically 22 simple, actionable ways to propel your creative life. So, you know, and sometimes when you... What I have found with us, and I'm I'm feeling like this could happen for other people watching or listening, once you start writing mm-hmm. and you start putting things down on paper, it makes you want to do it more. 
it's like you, you develop this habit and it's actually fun to go back. I mean, I go back and look at our book that we wrote from 2014 to 2022. And I don't even remember what we wrote that some of them are in there. And it's like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. You know, and it's, it's mm -hmm. really, and the way the stories are told, um, we're blessed in our family. I mean, everybody has their own style and I think they're all fun to read. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So there's so, no rules. So, you know, the other thing that um, I wanted to get into is, you know, when we write, mm -hmm. it's mostly a together process. We do most of our writing, you know, together um, when we go out to eat once a week. But when we mm -hmm. sit back and we come back and we, we, we put it down on the, the, on the blog, um, you know, then it's more of a solitary endeavor and we're looking right. for pictures that go along with it. Right. And you know, what's really nice about writing is that we're able to use it as kind of, um, a reflection of mm -hmm. where we've been and where we mm -hmm. want to go. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, how should I put this? So many people just kind of steamroll on ahead in their lives without sitting back and thinking, is this what I want to be doing right now? Mm -hmm. And if not, what do I want to be doing? And looking mm -hmm. back into their history of who they are and who they've been for clues of what really gives you a sense of purpose and a sense of satisfaction. Of satisfaction. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes you'll say to somebody, well, what would you like to do for your life going forward? Oh, I don't know. You know, you get that answer. And it's like, if you're not reflecting, if you're not um, going back and, and looking at it, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about living in the past. I don't mean that. So I want to be really clear. Good point. Good point. You need to be moving forward and you have lessons and ideas and thoughts that can compel you forward in the things that you write down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is that fair? Yeah. Totally. Yes. Fair. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I can't tell you, first of all, the enjoyment that I've gotten. And I'll think about these things sometimes, you know, if I'm at work or like right now I'm, I'm on leave from work and mm -hmm. the thoughts and the ideas and all have been spurred by the writing. And mm -hmm. I love it. I just love the feeling. And I never, I didn't do a lot of journaling and a lot of diaring and diaring. Diary writing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't do a lot of that really before we started. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I had a lot of thoughts, but there was no action with those thoughts. So I, mm -hmm. I'm really pleased that we've been doing this and that it's been so satisfying. Well, what I think too is, when we talk about examining your life through storytelling and through this legacy writing process, I think the other thing that happens is when you get something down on paper, it, 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 it sits for a while because I think thoughts can, you know, you, you said you think a lot of things, mm -hmm. but until you actually put something down on paper, whether it's for yourself or for, for somebody else, like in legacy writing, it flits around and it's mm -hmm. gone. It doesn't mm -hmm. have time to sit and gel and, create change in your mind or in your life? Well, and sometimes it ferments. Sometimes it leads to something a little bigger 
than your original thought. It's like you can accept the original thought and then you think, but how about this? And well, I could try that. And mm -hmm, wow, mm -hmm. I never looked at it that way. This is a good, you know, all those things. And, you know, I know that we all have, have played with meditation. I don't, I can't say I do it every day, but when you have thoughts that are growing in your mind and you meditate, often you get answers to those thoughts. So I, I, I that's a little off the subject. Well, but I think, I think no, no, no. I think really I've, I've thought about this too. And where writing and legacy writing and journaling, it's a form of meditation in that you're really directing your thoughts, you're, 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 you're emptying your mind onto the page. You're not letting that monkey mind spiral mm -hmm. in, in your head. Instead, mm -hmm. you're, you're calming things down. You're bringing things in. You're, you're focusing your mind. And I think mm -hmm. that is a very meditative process. I never looked at it that way. That's really, I, I think that's a great way to look at it because you, when you, when you can gain clarity over what has been, it can really help you in what you want going yes. forward, going, that's doing exactly the next what thing. I'm yes. Mm -hmm. yep. That's what yep. I'm Exactly. Beautiful. So, um, you know, and you said something, you said we're, we're done with the writing. We actually had put number five of our writing tools was storytelling so this is oh, actually the end of our series of five so what we're going to do then is take that number five and we're going to let that grow because we feel like that's really a an important component to your writing tools mm -hmm. you know I, I, when you listen to people you go you know to a get together and people start telling you a story they really draw you in they really are interesting Sometimes. they really Sometimes. Yeah, and, and I think sometimes, there are some important components of what make a good story. And that's what's coming next for us. Yeah. We're actually going to go into those elements and make sure that we're clear. I mean, yeah, some people are so boring that you just, you know, you're at a party and you want to get away. You're looking around all the, who can I go talk to because it's they're driving you crazy. Or they're one-sided. They tell their story, but they don't want to hear yours. And I think that's important, too. I think um, if you're going to share verbally. Now, when you're sharing in writing, you have one advantage. You've got the stage. You're the, you, 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 yeah, you don't have to share. You're definitely. But you also, if you're sharing a story that has importance and depth to it, you want to be able to share it in a way that they don't want, they don't read the first paragraph and be done. You want, exactly. you've got to be able to write it in such a way. You want to be able to write it in such a way that it want people want to read it. People want to read more. Yeah. The way I, I think, think of it is it's not newspaper writing. No, you know, newspaper writing, you could not get through some of the newspapers that are printed if you wrote the way we're talking about. You read the first paragraph and then you go on because there's so many pages and so many articles and maybe one might grab your attention and you read a little bit more, but you seldom read to the end of the article. Am I right? Okay. Totally true. Yes. Yeah. So we don't want to do newspaper writing. We want to, we want to do storytelling that's compelling mm -hmm. and that draws you in and that keeps your attention and 
maybe thought provoking, you know, mm-hmm. all those things. And we're going to talk more about that. <laughs> teaser, and, teaser. And, and what's so fun, I think, Judy, is that, you know, because the material that we're writing about is from our own lives, that like takes away like three quarters of the pressure because mm-hmm. you are the expert. You're mm-hmm. not having to come up with, you know, characters or you know things out of thin air and and pull in your imagination it's already been it, the story is already there you, you just don't have, have to, to do research about how to do an autopsy because we're not doing autopsies we're Mm-mm. the research we're doing is our memories and those mm-hmm. memories can be tweaked and they can be but sometimes memories are forgotten so you know like when we go through pictures looking for pictures for our writings Mm -hmm. i'll actually pull out some that i think "Mm, this could be interesting down the line as a topic and Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. once you start remembering it's just very mind expanding and helps you go back in time and pick out those things that you'd really like to share Mm-hmm, exactly. And, you know, I, we were just talking a little while ago that pictures are sometimes a great springboard for mm-hmm. um, for future writing and how you've done that. I've done that. And, you know, um, like I, I was talking about um, naked baby pictures. Mm-hmm. It seems like so <laughs> many people have naked baby pictures. And it's like, what is it about naked you know, baby laying on a like a changing table, you know, on their belly, um, you know, looking at the camera in some quizzical way um, that parents just love taking those pictures. You know, what's funny is that (laughs) I came across my naked baby pictures of my son, Matt, and the first four had him, he had one of those hooded bath towels and he was hooded and kind of draped with the bath towel. So you couldn't see anything. And I thought, well, at least I was tasteful about my naked baby pictures. And then I got to the fifth one and there he was stark raven naked laying on the changing table. And I thought, ha, you weren't so smart. You took that one too. And I thought, well, maybe I was thinking if he was really a shy person or didn't really want to share it. I could was he use on his one belly? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. So you were just seeing his buns, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah it, it, I laughed at myself because I thought, God, you were covering all the bases there, <laughs> some kind of covered up, and but he still had the same silly grin on his face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if he'd be embarrassed about the naked one or not. He'd probably do an <laughs> "Oh, mom," you know, kind of. Of thing, course, but... he's still he's still a sweet young thing. So. <laughs> Exactly. Well, Judy, we're going to wrap things up here. Um, we're con- I, guess, I guess it's time. Yeah. yeah. We'll continue to tell our stories on our blog. So, you know, look there for our for our weekly um, stories on particular topics. Mm-hmm. And we'll and continue. Just to review, we pick a yeah. topic. We, we have topics that we set up. And <laughs> the week can, consists of, from Tuesday to Friday, a writing from each of us. So you can kind of compare and see how we each thought differently and the same about the same subject, right? Exactly. And Monday is reserved for um, the posting of our podcast. Mm-hmm. We've been working on getting the video of the podcast um, on YouTube. And so that's been fun and interesting. I've done that a couple of times. And then on the weekend, we just put random craziness from the Sidetrack Sisters. Exactly. I mean, you're getting to be quite a, uh, an engineer here. You're really learning all the ropes. And <laughs> I think that's great because then I don't have to. <laughs> no, I'm it, it, it is fun. I have been I mean, it talking about changing your life or, you know, examining your life and, and moving forward. This process of 
of blogging and podcasting and doing our books and, and I've been coaching. It's, it has, it has been definitely been propelling my life forward. I think Mm -hmm. it keeps me sane. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I love you, Judy, and we'll talk to you again later. Love you too. Have a wonderful, beautiful day, even though it's yucky out. (laughs) Okay. Later. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast, you've got to come over to Sidetrack Sisters and join our membership. It's a year-long program that gives you writing topics and encouragement for your own legacy project. We will provide guidance and support as you record your thoughts and stories over the course of 52 weeks. Then, at the end of the year, we will publish your writing in a beautiful keepsake book. So, join us at SidetrackSisters.com. We'd love to inspire you to look at your own life, tap into your memories, find the wisdom, and write it down as a legacy for your loved ones. Until next time, take care.